part of the I think crafting practice has been a way of reconnecting with my body the online platform providing young people the tools to understand what a career in the cultural sector might look like. My name is Sophie and today I'll be talking to Anna Colwell to find out about her practice as an artist and how she got there. Hi Anna. Hi Sophie. So do you want to start by introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your practice? Yeah so I'm a disabled artist and activist um, based in London. I have a multidisciplinary practice that includes crafts, uh, participatory and performance art, writing and poetry. To me it's about the kind of connectedness of things and so it's about very much embodiment because I have a physical disability but also how that sort of fits into you know our environment, the planet, nature, um, you know the the metaphysical the spiritual um, and how all of these things sort of um, work together in cycles um, and as I say sort of through the lens of me being a disabled person and dealing with uh, ableism or the fact that the world is not designed for people like me. So you went to art school in London what was your experience of this um, particularly as a disabled artist? I think art schools aren't really designed for disabled students because art spaces in general aren't really designed for disabled people in in my experience anyway I mean we've just got like very if you think about the classic white cube gallery you have a very minimalist space which doesn't consider you know which what bodies are going to be in the space and what their needs might be we're kind of expected when we engage with art, or we're even even if we're making art, to kind of erase the needs of our bodies in in favour of actually like either creating the art or beholding the art, but we're not thinking how how am I going to be comfortable? So um, I very much found that at art school they give you sort of a few feet of studio space and a plastic chair, and they're like, right, you need to come here and make some art. Uh, three days a week, you can come and sit for five hours uh, in a circle with people on plastic chairs and discuss their work. But we're not, you know, we're not thinking about your comfort in this um, because that's not what art is about. So as I kind of mentioned, I've got chronic fatigue and uh, chronic pain, mobility issues. Um, and it's like, where does, where does my body fit in this? Uh, and, and when I sort of ask that question to people, uh, you know, tutors or, or people who had power over the course, they sort of either I got a sort of shrug or I got worse, sort of, you knew you were disabled before you came, so why did you come here? Honestly, a lot of the work that I make now, a lot of the resilience that I have is down to the fact that I went to art school and that I had to struggle for everything that I got. Being disabled is a part of my identity. Do I wish I could have been disabled, been able to express myself in art school in the way that I would have liked to, in a way that was comfortable for me? Yes. But would I have rather not gone at all because I was disabled and avoided that experience? No. So 
I think you've mentioned already that you're kind of what your techniques that you use are craft based um what drew you to that a lot of the women in my family are crafters uh, I learned to knit when I was six so it's always been something that I've done I, but in a, a kind of more recent uh, sense of my practice I, I went to art school and I was like okay well craft is my hobby I even had like a I ran a knitting club at university right um but and then I was like okay but my real artwork my real like um practice is performance or whatever like I was trying to make stuff that seemed you know more legitimate or like more worthwhile than saying oh well I knitted myself a jumper um and and then I was like and it was sort of around the time that I realised, you know, that this was an ableist hellscape, um, was why can't my craft be part of my practice? Like, why am I kind of trying to separate these two things that are very much intertwined in terms of like my thinking? The craft was very much like a base for that, a somatic or uh, like a meditative processing tool for me. So um, because I am disabled and I have very limited energy things like knitting which which take relatively little physical movement small repetitive movements that actually produce something really beautiful how much time do you dedicate to your art making I am on benefits because I can't work well as it is a tricky thing to say I can't work full-time in a way that makes me a useful member of society according to the government and so I have that. I will say I'm very privileged to be able to live with my parents at the moment. I guess it is my full-time job in terms of the way that it is integrated in my life. But I don't I don't get up at 9am and say, right, I'm gonna do some knitting now and like and then I clock off at five. Because that's like I always say, um, I live in crip time uh, and Crip is essentially just uh, similar to queer. It's kind of a reclaimed word for disabled people. Um, that means that, yeah, we are unapologetically disabled and that, that means something. But Crip time is about the way that time sort of moves differently for disabled people. Like things, things move in cycles and phases and we have to deal with the realities of our bodies and minds in a way that... Um, capitalism doesn't really make room for it kind of has seasons or phases uh because because my body has seasons and phases I'll have like a pain flare that maybe lasts a week uh I'll have periods where I have less pain and more energy and maybe I'll do some pottery when that happens but I still see that as part of the practice I still see uh rest and integration as part of an art practice Part of the, I think, crafting practice has been a way of reconnecting with my body. So as well as creating, you're activists for disabled people um, and you have an Instagram account called Disabled Makers. How did that start? So it was because I had started an Instagram for my um, knitting primarily and I, I, I saw that there was this really rich knitting community on Instagram. I saw that they were having these really important discussions about racism within the knitting community. They were talking about, um, you know, how how certain people were excluded and how certain people were given, you know, more space. Um, and then 
they were not only doing that, but they were creating, actively creating space for uh, black and POC knitters. I'd never thought really about the intersection of the two, so to speak. And because I have a strong disabled identity, I was thinking, I bet there are disabled knitters out there. I mean, I know there are disabled knitters out there because I've met them, um, but I can't see that being talked about. I can't see any spaces for disabled makers in general. But so I, I just posted something with the hashtag disabled knitters of Instagram, which had about three posts on it at the time. Uh, and then a couple of other disabled knitters found it. And uh, one of them reached out to me and we were just chatting about it. And I was like, why don't we just make a space that's intentionally for disabled makers? And it just really took off. Yeah, and it's done really well, hasn't it? Like there's, you've got like thousands yeah. of followers. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, okay, and the final question I have is, um, do you have any advice for young people and specifically disabled people interested in pursuing the arts? I think what I would say is um, art school, white cube galleries, private views, um, take what works and leave the rest. There's also kind of quite a competitive thing in the art world that like art school is the place where it really starts. Um, you don't have to feel bad that you aren't doing enough of that sort of thing. You don't have to feel bad if you don't get it or you can't talk about art really eloquently. Um, and you don't have to feel bad that you aren't making loads of work. Amazing. This has been so insightful. So thank you so much, Anna. Um, and everything that Anna has mentioned today will be in the notes as well as a glossary of terms. Um, and don't forget to have a look at the rest of our website. Follow us on Instagram. Thanks so much. Bye.